0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 26 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah. And I think I can announce this now really quickly. But um, for the the remainder of the IndyCar season, we're actually going to be putting out two episodes a week. So it's only two weeks, really. But um, we're going to be doing an F1 episode. Um, that'll come out on Tuesdays, and then not sure what day our indie car episode is gonna come out, but that's going to be a separate episode instead of having one long one. We're actually gonna have two shorts. So welcome. We're gonna talk F1 this episode, but also look out for another episode this week. Yep. Yeah, because there is an indie race this afternoon, and as you know, a lot of times we record immediately after the F1 race, but the indie race is in what two hours, so we just don't have time to fill it in. Or mm-hmm. Like we can't record immediately after. Anyway. But the championship could be decided at the Indy race today, mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about it. But we're gonna talk about it in its own episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I also think it's nice that we can just give Indy its own spotlight instead yeah. of it being all lumped together in one episode. It's like, the, like you said, the championship could be decided mm-hmm. today, so like, why not just make a whole episode about yeah. about that? But for today, F one yes and Monza. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what happened with Esteban, please. Okay. We are we are two hours post-race. Mm-hmm. Almost three hours post-race. And uh, I still have no idea what happened to Esteban today. Okay. So I don't know why they didn't display it. Or I don't know why they didn't give it, like, even a minute. It wasn't um, You didn't even hear the commentators say no, anything. No, nothing on the broadcast. Yeah. Nothing on the commentators. No one said anything. And all of a sudden, Esteban's out. Mm. So I was like, we can't record until we figure out what happened to Esteban. Yeah. Um, he had radioed in saying um that he had was having issues with his steering locking up under heavy braking and mm. said I need answers otherwise I'm going to crash mm. and his team said copy we're looking we understand and then um this was when he was on the medium tires and then after that it came up that he had a like a gear shift problem okay and then when they changed him to hard tires the problem only got worse and they decided to just bring him in and retire jeez okay so just like a, a whole chain of like Bad events that nothing, no crash, nothing like that. But just, they just retired the car. Or steering issues with gears. And they just were like, it's not worth it to try and fix this and send you back out there. So Esteban had to retire. And yeah, they didn't display it at all. At all. Which is weird. I posted on our Instagram story, like right after the race saying, does anybody know what happened? And I had like 10 messages being like, nope, we have no idea. No idea, no clue, whatever. Um, And I don't understand why. Because it wasn't that there was a lot going mm-hmm. on during the race that they could have easily given a minute to mm-hmm. be like, Oh, this is what happened to Esteban. Unless mm-hmm. the commentators quite literally didn't know, but they have, they, they, have, radio messages. they have radio message. They have access to yeah. what's going on. So that's what happened to Estee. Estee's out. And I think it's just Alpine is on a roller coaster Tough weekend for Alpine. Yeah. yeah. I know we jumped into it really quickly, but I literally couldn't go one more minute without figuring out what happened to our bestie. Yeah. Um, so why don't we start at the beginning of the weekend? Like we normally do. You watch practice? I did watch practice. Did you watch practice? You don't watch practice. Um, I watched practice highlights for FP1, and then I watched like FP2, FP3. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I did say that – I see that Felipe Drugovic was yeah. in Lance's car this weekend. Which I did. is yeah. – yeah, so it's a requirement for these F1 teams to put in their reserve driver for, mm-hmm. like, a practice session or two, but we usually don't see that until later on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but then Lance was having issues during FP2, so he really only got, like, an hour of practice time on Monza. Before actually before going poly. into the race. Yeah, or quality, I guess. So Lance did not have a good weekend. I realized today that Lance is still in the top 10 for driver standings. Really, hey? When's the last time he got a point? Yeah. I don't know. We haven't used the word loint in a while. Nope. But he's still <laughs> in the top 10 for driver standings. Well, there is a little driver standing shift today, at least. Ferrari finally overtook Aston Martin. Did? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, the at, at the end of the race, when Fernando finished ninth, mm-hmm. he said to his radio, like on the radio, uh, Hamilton P6, because he knew that Hamilton is is slowly gaining on him for the driver standings. So, and that just helped Hamilton more. Yeah, I think that what we kind of talked about, we, about maybe seeing at the beginning of the season with Aston Martin, like seeing this dominance at the beginning mm-hmm. and then it tapering off. I think that's quite literally exactly what we're seeing, which is weird because last weekend, um, at podium. Zandvoort, yeah, Fernando Podium. So, and he's ninth today. Bizarre. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think this track was for them. Mercedes had a tough I don't want to say they had a tough weekend because they did do okay at the like in the race, especially with both drivers getting penalties mm-hmm. and then both of them still finishing they still finish pretty yeah. well. Yeah. They had brought an upgrade package to this weekend to help with the downforce and mm-hmm. it backfired. Like I didn't it realize just, they had brought upgrades this weekend. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a crazy upgrade package, yeah, yeah. but it completely backfired on yeah. them. And it just did was nothing. And I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Lewis was using an old power unit interesting i don't know for i think maybe just for the quality session or what but i don't know someone can confirm that or deny that because he still managed to bring it into q3 with an old power unit so props to him yeah in terms of quality well is there anything else you want to talk about in practice before we move on to quality (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry your notes just make me giggle. (laughs) surgeryo what does it say (laughs) surgeryo (laughs) <laughs> okay, I don't look when I type. I'm usually oh, watching it. when I type. Yeah, Sergio Rio towards the end of practice, uh, into the barrier and yeah. he beached his car. So I was like, How is your teammate winning with such an advantage and you are beaching beach your, in- beach your car? Anyway. I mean he finished P two, but yeah, we're jumping ahead now. Quali? Quali. We had spoken about this earlier in the season when they debuted this kind of Quali structure, but um, again, this weekend, we saw testing for the new tire strategy for Quali. So uh, Q1 is everybody on hards, Q2 is everybody on mediums, and Q3 is everybody on softs. So if you were confused as to why there was... All the drivers run hards in q one because you know usually you don't, don't see that. on hards um that's quite literally why, and I like that I quite like it too it, these cars are not on equal playing fields um so this kind of helps that a little bit Yeah. you know so yeah. I love it yeah and also they had they i don't know if this is new, but they announced at i guess in the driver like in the driver meeting before that there's a maximum lap time for so um Red Bull got called to the stewards for for violating this no. Ferrari did. Oh, Ferrari did. I thought it was rare. It was Ferrari. Because they had a minute and 40 to set a lap time. Like, they couldn't exceed a minute 40 or a minute 41 or Mm. something. And I guess they both did at some Mm. point during quali. And nothing came of it. And I think it was because the stewards are scared of the Tifosi. I'm scared of the Tifosi. And I am one. (laughs) And they're like, we cannot give these driver's penalties this weekend. But, I mean, you do see, though, that these... Drivers will slow down prior to their last lap to, you know, to avoid traffic, yeah. to create the space. And then it just screws up everyone else's behind Well, them. that happened in Q2 yesterday. The entire grid, well, minus whoever was out in Q1, but the entire grid to that point was in the pit lane with, like, two minutes left. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally put in one of my notes, I was like, this traffic is going to be insane at mm-hmm. the end. Especially at Parabolica. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. about Parabolica. They changed the name. But no. But not this weekend. Like, they did, but they didn't but, ever use the new name. Well, they said, oh, we're changing the name well, what they it not- that? I- to uh, Curva Albarato, but they used it once and then still referred to Parabolica as Parabolica. They used, it, u- they used Parabolica so many times during the race that I was like... Did they change it back? Like, did they change the name back? Well, like, I- they didn't. Maybe they're just not used to it yet. Even it's- the drivers on their dr- radio messages were talking about They changed it in 2021. Oh, they changed the name two years ago. Okay, then I have no idea why they're still using Parabolica, because everybody used it today. I know. Okay, anyway. Um, Interesting. But yes, so uh, the new rules about the lap time, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was brought into... Um, brought in as a rule because of what was happening this year. Like there was a couple quality sessions uh, where Lewis yeah. went out like with a minute left. Mm-hmm. Carlos did it that one qualifying session where he didn't put a lap in the entire time, mm-hmm. and then put one in at the very end and skyrocket himself to the top. But yeah, but I mean um, when these drivers like when they slow themselves down prior to setting that lap time, it does screw up everyone else behind them. Yeah, and like the track, like I was watching F two quali this mm-hmm. weekend, and the same thing happened, and like all of a sudden it was a rush for these drivers to cross the finish line to like in time to set a new lap and there were a handful of them that couldn't do it because of the traffic Mm -hmm. so i get why they set that that maximum lap time in place they can't slow down enough but yeah but then they just didn't do anything with the Mm -hmm. with the rule Mm -hmm. yep well i mean yeah i wonder if it was just the fact that we're in monza this weekend it was ferrari who's violating it both drivers and yeah that would have been crazy q1 notes i i put on our Instagram. I love Alex Sullivan so much. He had such a great weekend. Such a great weekend. <laughs> um, I also put in there that there was uh Checo. He, he said a flying lap and he actually put him at the top of the order and then Max eventually beat him out. But I swear he was all four tires off on two consecutive chicanes. And I was like, probably they were deleting lap times quite a bit. And this one wasn't. And I was like, this lap has to be deleted. Right. And no, it it, stand, it stood. Um, but they there were a lot of lap time, um, deletions this weekend too. I think that coming out of those fast corners just was making everyone lose a little bit of, of grip slash control. So anyways, Q2, we saw Logan and Liam Lawson in Q2, which right is really happy. exciting for Liam Lawson. Yeah. I don't know if he's racing in Singapore. I don't think anyone knows yet. Is Singapore next? Um, Singapore is next. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think it's necessarily been announced, no. but, no one knows. but that announcement from AlphaTauri did say he'll be our driver for the future. Right, maybe reserve driver, oh no, you're right it do, it does just say we can confirm that Liam, um who did a good job in a difficult in difficult circumstances in Zaandbur will continue to drive alongside Yuki, starting, oh no, starting from our home race this weekend in Monza, so they're basically just saying he's continuing in the car, it was just like starting in Monza, so okay. he is as of right as of right now driving in Singapore until we hear different. did you see what gravel trap posted, no they said that there could be a reason why Nick DeVries comes back because a team can only have four drivers on their lineup. So for it's it was Nick DeVries, Yuki Tsunoda, Danny Ricciardo, and Liam Lawson. Danny Rick is injured. What if something happens to Yuki and he can't race? What if Liam Lawson's scheduling has conflicts and he can't race? They need to pull in their fourth driver, which is still Nick DeVries. Interesting. I so, know. so Nick is essentially the reserve driver right now. I guess so, but in, like air quotations. Like that's like I don't think they've. I don't think they can let him go. Right. Because what? If, what if something happens? Yeah. Yeah. They I, they can't pull in another driver because they've already hit their max four. Well, I'm sure that their their teams are in contact, mm. and if if something happens, Nick will be on stand on standby because mm. yeah, you can't not put in a, a second car. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So it was, yeah, Gravel Trap, the podcast that had said it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is weird to think about. Mm -hmm. Sidetracked. Yeah, as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was, what, during Q3 when I I thought Charles was going to keep that pole position. Because it was him who crossed the line, he got first, and then it was Max. And then I got sad. But then it was Carlos. Genuinely the best Q3 I've watched in a long time. Yeah, I think... Honestly, the having the tire like these tires having the hard mediums softs has something to do with it because you see how driver you saw drivers in the top five. Logan at one point yeah was at P five. I mean Alex was was qualifying like fourth. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for him to have a starting. You know what? Like a front He's row. gonna get a front row start one mm-hmm. of these days. And I'm here for I'm it. I'm so ready for it. I'm ready for it. Like he. Ugh. I can't even, I can't get started because I won't stop. He impressed me so much this weekend. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I know he's a good driver. I know the Williams was going to do well. I knew the Williams was going to do well this weekend on the straights. So I don't know why I'm surprised. I just, I think I was... love him so much. I want the best for him. Yeah. I mean, jumping ahead to the race, it was because he had the McLarens behind him. Yeah. yeah. And this wasn't a track for the McLarens. Yeah. And I watched the post-race interviews because I was waiting to see what happened with Esteban. I didn't hear anything mm-hmm. from the post-race interviews. But Lando had his interview, and then Alex came and like interrupted. Yeah, and okay. So you posted it was yeah, chaotic, and I didn't watch it. I went to go grab donuts. Ca- so can you tell me why it was chaotic? The post race. In- why are we jumping to the post race interview I don't right know. Now? It's fine. We'll we'll backtrack we'll eventually. It back. um, it, okay, because Lando's just he's just funny in general. Anything yeah. he says, anytime he says anything. Because Lando was ma- mad at Alex. Well, because during the race, because he couldn't pass it, <laughs> couldn't and then pass him. Lando at one point was. When Alex interrupted his interview, Lana was just like, "I thought you were playing Mario Kart. Like, what was with your breaking? Like, they're qu- they're just friends talking, yeah. and it's just uh, Will Buxton standing right there yeah. watching them talk. Okay. Um. And then Charles interrupted as well and asked Alex, like, "Oh, were you fast?". And Alex was like, "No. Like, were you fast? Yeah. He said, "Were you fast?". Yeah. And Alex said, "No. <laughs> like, they're just good on the straights. And he kept the McLarens behind. And he said that quite literally in the Williams briefing, like prior to the race. They said that their strategy was having the McLarens behind them. And that was what they were banking on, was just having the McLarens behind them because Alex knew that he could keep them behind them on the straights because that's where he excelled, Mm -hmm. whereas the McLarens didn't. Anyway, the post-race interview was actually just chaotic because it was Lando and then it was Alex and Lando and then Charles showed up and they're just... We got three of the Twitch Quartet right there. Honest, so. I was like, where's George? Yeah. <laughs> Where did George go? <laughs> um, but it was just funny. It was just the way they all interacted with each other. So go watch it if you just need a good laugh after that. Yeah. And then afterwards, Will Buxton had said, like, this generation of drivers, they're just so friendly with each other. Yeah. And yeah. he hasn't seen that in previous seasons. Yeah. But since, you know, we see these younger drivers come in, they, they are friends. They yeah. do interact. They hang out with each other. They have that media presence yeah. with each other. Yeah. So I love, I mean, it's great. Just, just like genuine friends. That's, I mean, when you grow up karting and together pretty much grow up competing against each other all the time, um, there probably isn't that like, I want to win at all costs mentality. Like, yes, they're competitive, but they also still have so much respect Mm -hmm. for each other. And they, you say what you want about drive to survive, but they actually do mention this in one of the early seasons They basically said like, there's 20 drivers on earth that do what you do or 19 others. If you're, if you're one of them. And you have nothing but respect for those other 19 guys who do what you do because they're the only other people that know how hard it is. I do you know, there's, there's lower series and there's, um, X drivers and whatnot. But in that moment in time, when the weight of the world, sometimes they feel that, mm-hmm. um, they're the only other 19 people that, um, can relate to what they're going through. So I do think that that kind of Brings them together as as a group. I think I just love seeing them hang out as well. Yeah. The tennis. The ten- the, well, it was pickleball, wasn't it? Paddle. Paddleball? Something. So I don't know what that is. I don't know. Is it pickleball? It. It's not pickleball. We're we sure it's not like the same thing, just different name? Nope. I'm not sure. Okay. They were, I don't know either. They were playing some sort of um, paddle tennis. Pickle. Pickle. Something. <laughs> but yeah, it was Max, George, Alex, and Lando. And I love seeing Max in there. <gasps> I know. Me too. It was just so nice. he... Oh, I don't know why there is still this, like, a bit of a stigma towards Max. Like, he's the world champion. It's like, he shouldn't be hanging out with these guys. No, these are his friends. Like, his friends. These are quite literally who he hangs out with. They're he buddies. hangs out with with Nick DeVries and um, Lando Lando all the time. So, mm-hmm. like, it's so funny when I see them all hanging out together. It's like, Max is, yes, he might be here in the driver's standings, but, like, he's here with them on a humanity level. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. It was great. I saw these photos and I was like, this is everything to me. Yeah, now. they look like they're having fun. I would have yeah. loved to have been, have been there. Anyway, uh, back to qualifying. Yeah, holy, look at us. Welcome to Track Talk. Um, can't stay on topic at all. No, Can't stay ever. on track. That's what it is at Track Talk. We can't stay on track at Track Talk. Yeah. Um, but we saw Carlos take pole. Yeah. And we saw, mm-hmm. yeah, it was Carlos, Max, Charles. And at, at the interviews, like for quali, Charles was saying, you know, usually I'm not happy finishing or starting third for a mm-hmm. race, but, you know, I... He was getting, like, emotional, mm-hmm. and, like, you, the fans were just screaming. Mm-hmm. They were so excited for him. And then he spoke Italian afterwards, like, thank them. And, like, he was genuinely so happy for that third-place starting position. And I was like, I'm going to start cheering up. Yeah. Like, this was really nice. Yeah. Um, and then the crowd booed for Max. They did. Yeah. And I like, kind uh, of – I'm not surprised because Zostofosi is so uh, passionate yeah. about their Ferrari boys. But – Charles shushed them. Like, and he, he – he was waving them. Let's not forget that this weekend Max broke the record. Yeah. So, like while it is like a oh you know Carlos got po- got a podium today and it's a it's a big Ferrari fast in Monza, this is where Max broke the record and mm-hmm. this race will always in history be known as the race where Max broke the record. So let's you know, it wasn't whether just... you're a fan of Ferrari or not or Red Bull or not. Giving that credit where credit is due is important. Yeah, but it was Tifosi Central. I know. So I had to have a little giggle because it was Q1. And because both Alpines went out in Q1, Esteban was able to, like, save his car from going off into the gravel and getting beached probably um, just to go out in Q1. I was like, that was such a great effort to stay on the track. Shoot, you're out now. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, it was the first time that
1: both Alpines Alpines
0: were out since, like, how many years? 2014 or something like that was the stat. Um, out in Q1, and that's, like, Alpine, Renault before that, so that's kind of a this, crazy stuff. This French-owned team. Yeah. I can't imagine what's going through that team's head right now because they just podiumed last week. I know. And Pierre, during pre-race interviews, like, the conferences and stuff, um, in the media pen, he was, like, one of the most sought-after drivers. Everyone wanted to talk to him. Yeah. Everyone wanted to hear about his last podium and what yeah. he's going to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, because Pierre has also won at Monza, so... It, I know. It, and so yeah. I just can't imagine... How Alpine is feeling right now? They had to retire a car. Pierre finished, I think, fifteenth. Yeah, like roller coaster over at Alpine. Actual Absolute roller coaster. Roller coaster. Yeah. Like at least with Ferrari fans, usually we know what we're getting ourselves into. But with <laughs> Alpine fans, like I'm sorry, like you don't. It's a roller coaster. So just I also just don't <laughs> buckle in. No, whether their car was built for this track, like, I don't think it was. But I think that they needed to maybe play to their strengths a little more. And I think that they were trying to out straight line speed some other cars. And I'm like, we're, we're not going to, we're not, we don't have that straight line speed in the Alpine. So I'm not sure about that. Um. Anyways, moving on to race. Moving on to the race. The race was chaos before it even started. I was so tired this morning, but I turned it on. And I could have slept another 20 minutes before actually turning it on. Because Yuki, what? But then you wouldn't have seen that. You would have seen it though. And then you would have told me. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Emma was at a wedding last night, so she gets a pass for falling asleep during the race today. I was up for the whole thing. (laughs) I'm very tired, okay? Leave me alone. (laughs) I did see Yuki, though. Like, what? What? I don't even know what happened to him. All of a sudden, he's just on the grass. Very weird. Uh, Oh, um, yeah, Yeah, I need to... Hang on, I need to read this. I need to read this to you. I saw it. It's a screenshot from Twitter. So, I don't know how... I don't know how real this is or, like... If Come I on, believe cell, it, you can do it. I don't know if I believe it. Um, it was from Formula God on Twitter saying the Monza curse nearly struck. Max was losing time on his laps, about three seconds a lap towards the end. And he had an issue with his car, which meant Perez finished six seconds behind Max. Um, Did he actually? Because he was 14 seconds behind at one point. So he Ooh. finished six seconds behind Max. But due to Yuki's um, DNA, like not, not yeah. able to start, yeah. the Grand Prix lost two laps of racing essentially. Oh my god. So if they had actually... I actually just got goosebumps. So if they had the... because it was supposed to be 53 laps, it ended up being only 51. Yeah. If it had been 53, there was a chance we could have gotten like a final lap sprint between Checo and Max because of Max's issues. Because of Max's and issues. And he was losing spr- time per lap. You know what I mean? In yeah. the wild. I don't know how much I believe this to be true because like Max... But you can see it right here. I remember watching He was the and, he was and extremely Checo head. was 14 seconds behind Max. No, he wasn't gaining on him for a while. So for him to have finished, and I didn't notice this till just now, for him to have only finished six seconds behind, clearly Max was having an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Very if we had those extra two laps, if Yuki hadn't had that issue at the start, we could have seen more of a battle for first place. Holy, not that wild? That's wild. I know. So it was Formula God on Twitter who... Yeah, we're not taking credit for this because no, no, no. I would not have put this two and two together. Wow. But. So so funny that you should say that because I actually didn't realize that we lost two laps till just now, but I was looking at the laps and I said 51 and I was like, oh my God. You said 53. I <laughs> did track stats this weekend. I said 53 laps. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Not. <laughs> you're not wrong because they had the formation lap and then they had to do another formation lap Yeah, and then the, it was called off and then they had to do another formation lap and yeah. it was finally ready to go. So yeah, no, it's, you weren't wrong. Don't worry. I know, but I was thinking that too. I was like, Hannah said 53. Because you made a clip of it. And I yeah. was like, yeah, it's for sure said 53. It's supposed to be 53. Okay, so interesting. Um, but yeah, so Yuki, for those of you who were alluding to a lot, I'm not actually explaining a lot, but um, for those of you who don't know or didn't watch the race, during the formation lap, um, Yuki Tsunoda went off the track and into the grass and they could not start the race. So I don't know if they actually considered it a DNS or a DNF. I couldn't help but think of Zoe's... Yuki theory. Her Yuki theory when this had happened. What's her Yuki theory again? That he won't have a seat next year with Alphatari. Yeah. That Danny and Liam would have the seats and that he would potentially go to Aston Martin. I could see Danny and Liam being the Alphatari drivers. I don't see Yuki going to Aston Martin at all. The, maybe this is completely wrong and made up in my head, but the way that I see Aston Martin from the outside is like a hard team. Mm-hmm. Like... I, I could see Lawrence being very hands-on and very business oriented and like, just like, um, not a hot, hard strict. team, per se, but just very strict. Like yeah. we have rules, we have appearances to upkeep. The name Aston Martin itself is like a very prestigious, you know, mm-hmm. car brand. Um, and I feel like Yuki, the way that he's portrayed right now in the media doesn't necessarily fit that mold. It doesn't mean that he couldn't, you know, be that driver for them but But I'm wondering he's not portrayed properly in the media at all well that's exactly it and we have a hot take about this um I do think that the word infant infantized was actually used Mm -hmm. in the hot take um maybe I'll just make that my hot take today anyways but we'll get there yeah I don't necessarily think that Yuki is is portrayed fairly in a lot of the media but I'm just saying from an outward perspective right now um, the structure that Aston Martin seems to have within their team, and then Yuki Tsunoda seemingly don't fit, but that doesn't mean that he wouldn't be a good fit eventually for Aston Martin. All right, Yuki to Aston Martin. We'll see if Question it comes mark. true. Question mark after Lance, because, again, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know about Aston Martin at all. Anyways, um, so then we started the race. And Carlos got a great start. I... Was rooting so hard for Carlos. I don't usually root this hard for Carlos, but to see him right off, like, from the start to the end, he worked his ass off every single lap of that race. <laughs> his own team did not make it easy for him no. to get that podium. He deserved it. He deserved it. So 100%. Much. And, I mean, to keep Max behind him for as long as he did, yeah. it was a handful of laps. Yeah. He knew what his strengths were. He knew how to play the defensive game. Yeah. He knew... What Max's moves were, and like he did really good. He defended so well against Max, against Checo, and then against Charles. Mm-hmm. He driver of the day, in my opinion. He was driver of the day, and and well, I wasn't sure if they had voted him or not. Him and Max were kind of split when I looked at the vote, but um, I'm happy. He, I'm happy he got it. Mm-hmm. He deserved it. Mm-hmm. He deserved a podium. I wish he could have finished second. Um, Checo had a had a great push. It is what it is. But he had a great start. Mm -hmm. And he kept Max behind him for, like you said, a handful of laps. And the race really wasn't – there wasn't a whole lot going on. No, that's why I kind of was falling asleep for a little bit. Yeah. I know something happened to George and he got a five-second penalty. I don't know what. Well, okay. I thought something happened with George and Esteban, and that's why he got a five-second penalty. Oh. But then I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe, but that wasn't what caused Esteban to retire. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if George was impeding – not impeding. I don't know if George, like, pushed him off the track or what, but – I saw a five second penalty and I was like, I I don't know what I missed. Um He the yeah, so just to to kind of go into that, George and Oscar both received five second time penalties for causing a collision. Um So did Lewis. Lewis and Logan also received five second time penalties for causing a collision. So um there were a couple instances there of a few like, penalties some today. hairy driving today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Oscar deserved to get a penalty. Was that with the one with Lando? Oh, I thought it was the one with Lewis. No, the one with Lewis. Lewis deserved that penalty. The one with Lewis was Lewis's fault. Yeah, okay. So he got the penalty. So the Oscar one was with the, was with Lando? I believe so. Okay, the, well, again, I don't like seeing teammates fight teammates. I know. I, I was like, what are we doing here? I know. But, you know, before Lando did, quote unquote, attack Oscar, he did radio in he said, Oscar needs to pick up the pace. Yeah. I'm gaining um, 0.7 seconds or whatever on him. So Lando was trying to keep Oscar in front of him. But um, to to keep his own track position, he was mm-hmm. gaining on Oscar. And, yeah. Um, The one with Lewis, I know, was Lewis's fault. And he apologized afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah. he definitely took accountability for it. But, I mean, that was towards the end of the race. Yeah. And I, I gasped. <laughs> I just remember. They just, because they all, they just went straight. I they know. just veered off. And I was like, <gasps> like, I, I actually panicked. No, I did, too. I was like, there's five <laughs> laps left. Like, what is going on right now? But the last five laps of this race were... The best racing I've seen in a few weeks. Yes. I mean. Fr- <laughs> Did I want to see it? No. No. Was it entertaining? Yeah. Yes. Fair. I was mad at Charles. Okay. But then afterwards, him and Carlos were both, like, happy about it. Yeah. They were, like, it was nice to be able to race. It was nice to be able to, like, fight your teammate. Yeah. And they weren't mad at each other. No. I know. Um, But I think just as Ferrari fans, we were, like, what is as going Ferrari on As Ferrari fans, right I'll tell you what I was, like. Charles, for the love of God, if you if if you are pushing Carlos so hard that we end up with neither Ferrari in the top, I'm going to lose it. I know. Because there's a radio message that came through saying, don't risk, but race. And that's when Charles was really on Carlos's tail. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, he is going to end both of their races. I know, I was scared. But, but then with one lap left, um, his engineer radioed in and said... Um, we have one lap left. No risk. Yeah, and he didn't really listen to no, it. but not at all. I don't think he was pushing as hard as he was before that. It's terrifying. Um. Either way, uh, do I like to see just good, clean racing like that? One thousand percent. As a Ferrari fan, I was a little afraid well, because there was a moment <laughs> where Carlos locked up. I know, and I was like, "We're screwed." I was like, "We're gonna lose." And I was mad. I was mad because I was like, Carlos deserves this podium. Yeah. And like the way he had fought this entire race. And I, I was going to be like, I love Charles. I love him. Me too. I know. But if he were to come in at these last four laps, screw over Carlos's race, and then take that podium, I would have rioted. I know. I was... Yeah. I love them both. I would have loved to have seen them both in yeah. the podium. That would have been my my ideal. But Carlos deserved but it. But Carlos, I would say, deserved it more this week. Um, I'm happy Charles got fourth. Mm-hmm. But Yes. I, it, Carlos just deserved it so much. His defensive strategy today was just, he perfected it to a T. The team strategy overall did very well. And we don't see that often. Ferrari Ferrari. did not let us down. They did not let us down today. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, just like a lit, it was, it it was like really fun to watch, but I was a little stressed. I'm glad that the drivers are having a jolly good time. So glad that they're having fun (laughs) and doing what they're supposed to be doing. (laughs) we at home I know are pulling our hair out whenever you see teammates fighting teammates do you ever think of Danny Rick and Max in is that Baku
1: when I don't, I one don't... of them
0: went into the back of the other yeah yeah okay. I mean they were competitive though yeah I do I think of that every time I don't know if I'm scarred or what but um I always yeah. think like you are going to screw over the entire team's race <laughs> if you anyway luckily that didn't happen Carlos got on the podium, Max won. And it wasn't just him setting a new record for mm-hmm. 10 races in a row, but he has also won the four historic races in one season. Mm-hmm. So Silverstone, Spa, mm-hmm. Monza, Monica. and Monaco. Wild, hey? Crazy. Good for him. And um, also the curse, I guess, doesn't The exist. curse, doesn't, uh, yeah. Nico Rosberg, though. Can you explain it to me? Okay, so... People were going crazy over this Nico Rosberg picture that he posted before the race. I don't really know why. (laughs) Okay, so when Nico Rosberg posts a photo in support of a team or, or driver... It literally messes up their race. And it has happened many, many, many times. So apparently the Nico Rosberg curse is stronger than the Monza curse. Because (laughs) I woke up, I woke up right before the race, saw his post that said Forza Ferrari. And I'm like, we are screwed. (laughs) He just completely ruined this for all of us. I don't, I don't have, um... Like, at least, like, when I did Monza, the Monza curse, I had, like, the history of, like... Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But, um... Right now, like, off the top of my really head, yeah. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but it's been an ongoing thing. He's ruined Lando's race. He's ruined Lewis's race. Well, like, there's no race next week, so why don't you take that on and see if you okay. can come up with, like, a, a well, Nico Rosberg Well, it's also this, it's, I mean, it's just... Curse. It's, I don't know. Like, anyway, but I saw I saw it. I said, I said, Forza a Ferrari. He posted it, and I was like, we are screwed. So yeah, I guess the Nico Rosberg curse is stronger than um, the Monza curse, or we're all just delusional. No, the Monza curse might still very well be real. There's the caveat, which is yeah. the the world champion, mm-hmm. where it could still be alive and well. We we are not sure. Yeah, maybe just took a little break. Maybe next year at this time, if Max is not leading the championship, maybe he'll DNF. Mm-hmm. We won't know until next year. Um. Anyways, Lewis post race had said that. I mean, he had a really good race. What did he finish? Lewis finished sixth. Yeah, so he finished sixth, and George finished um, fifth. Yeah, so it they were the third best team this weekend, I mean, for the race. So I, I want to say surprisingly, because I honestly did not have high expectations for them, knowing that they weren't doing pretty hot in practice mm-hmm. and qualifying. Mm-hmm. So good on Mercedes, but Lewis had said post-race that Monza has to change, like that the, the DRS trains and then the one pit stop strategy like it doesn't it doesn't do anything for good racing and that it's he he himself knows as a driver that it's a very boring race. So weird. I think this is one of the least boring races I've watched this I was year. very bored. Were you? I was I was bored up until like the end. There wasn't much that happened though. Like there was not Between a lot. laps 10 and 45 there really wasn't. Yeah. But I don't know something about this track I just love. I love Monza. Yeah. I do love Monza. But, yeah, Lewis had said, like, you know, we shouldn't be all banking on the one pit stop strategy. Mm -hmm. And, like, we all already know that that DRS train is going to come into effect. Like, they're very limited on what they can do. Mm -hmm. And so he just wants to see some improvements moving forward. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if they'll take that next year and kind of roll with it. Mm. Um, If anyone has has say in F1, (laughs) probably Lewis Lewis Hamilton Hamilton is one of those those people. So, um, yeah, but in terms of of finishing order, Max – Checo, Carlos, Charles, George, Lewis, and then Mr. Alexander Alban. He had such a good weekend. He finished seventh. I think that was very deserved of him. I think that might um in the past two or sorry, in the past three years, that might equal Williams' best finish. Um, I think that's the highest they have finished over the past couple of years. So good for good for him. For him. He is incredible for Williams. Alex also finished seventh in Canada this year, so he's equaling his best finish with with Williams. Mm-hmm. He um, previously finished third with Red Bull, um, which is his highest. But, anyways, great weekend for Alex. Great weekend for Alex. Very happy. To I see love that. to see him succeed. Me too. That was the race. That's the race. That was Max defeating the Mazakers. That was Nico Rosberg in full effect. I know. <laughs> um, I actually I want to just talk about Oscar real quick here. I really feel terrible for Oscar Piastri because he had a great race too. Like I feel like he would have finished in the points um, if the collision with Lewis didn't happen. We've talked about it before when we're like, when one driver messes up another driver's race, we wish they could just like swap spots because mm-hmm. Lewis did get a five second time penalty. It didn't affect where he finished at the end of the race mm-hmm. and Oscar still ended up finishing 12th. Which, he was knocked down to, like, 15th at one point. So, like, good for Oscar for making up a few places. I think he went on softs and put up some fastest laps. Um, but it just kind of sucks that, like, he was doing well. That collision happened. Lewis was penalized. But still finished in the points. And Oscar did not. I know. So, yeah. That's racing. That's unfortunately. racing, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Liam Lawson finished 11th. And I'm really proud of him. I love that for him. That's incredible. Yeah. Like... I don't want to do what we did with Nick last year, and be like, "Oh my God!" Like Liam well, hasn't next. got a point yet. No, but I just don't. I I don't want to do that where I'm like putting so much stock into him because I think the pressure of of that, like we saw with Nick this year, sometimes can be insurmountable. Um, but I'm just proud of him. I think he's done a really good job, kind of just being thrown into the car like he was last week. Like we Talked about, and uh, I'm interested to see. I'm sure he'll be racing at Singapore. Japan will be a question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think he'll probably be done if if he is there still. Um, but just I I wanted to see him race in clear conditions, and we did. We saw it all weekend. We got it. We no pretty good. rain this weekend. So yeah, that's all I got on the race. Got on the Lawson. Yeah, I guess the next race isn't for another two, two weeks. weeks yeah, so we go. Bad. No, not Suzuka. Singapore. Yep, yeah, we do. We do um, the Asian races next. Singapore and then Japan. Okay, so we won't get into track sets this week, but did you want to get into Furious Hot Takes? Let's do it. Okay, so we are jumping into Furious Hot Takes, sponsored by Furious Motorsport. Furious Motorsport creates motorsport apparel. Um, They've actually released a brand new line. I just want to say real fast, it's a Mm Suzuka-based line. So they had a Miami one, now they have a Suzuka one. And when we had ordered our jerseys, it took 11 days to ship. Mm -hmm. So if you want your jersey in time for the race in Japan, Order it now. Use the link in our bio for $5 off and in episode notes for $5 off. But yeah, um, Furious Motorsports creates apparel that you can wear to the track with your friends, to the bar, out for dinner, anywhere. In- incredibly inclusive. They have uh, styles and designs for females, males, non-binary, everyone. Um, and thank you so much to Furious Motorsport for sponsoring this segment. And Hannah, did you want to go first? I would love to. Um, we're staying on the Alex Albin train because I'm just going to talk about him all day today. My hot take... Um, This was sent in by one of our listeners who didn't leave um, their name. Sometimes they do. This one is anonymous. Um, And this listener said, we all know that Alex Albon is an excellent driver who hasn't had the best opportunities in F1. Even Christian Horner said that Alex is a great driver and that Red Bull didn't give him the time and chance that he needed to prove himself. I think Alex being at Williams is the best thing to have happened to him because with his time here, he's able to prove that he is a skillful driver and deserves to be in a top three team again. And he's gaining a lot of experience that he didn't have when he was at Red Bull. He's getting better and better each year. I think after Lewis retires, whenever that may be, Alex would be a good replacement at Mercedes. He has the skill to be a number one driver. He now has the experience that he didn't have when he was at Red Bull, and he's already in the Mercedes family with being at Williams. Another note with that, I think Alex and George at Mercedes, we could potentially get another Lewis and Nico-like rivalry slash bromance. Emma's jaws on the floor. Alex to Mercedes. I mean... Because when you were reading, I was like, this isn't a hot take. This is everyone agrees with what you're saying about Alex. So, oh my goodness. Okay, Alex to Mercedes. I guess that makes sense because Williams essentially does, quote unquote, mold their drivers for Mercedes. But I never, ever thought about the potential of him actually going to Mercedes. Um, Think about a George-Alex teammate duo. (laughs) (laughs) Alex to Mercedes. Okay, I'm not against it. I don't know how likely it is. Um, I don't think it's unlikely. Okay, well, also, we didn't even talk about that. Lewis and George are both extended to the end of 2025. Mm -hmm. So that was confirmed. Mm -hmm. So is Alex going to stay with Williams for the next two years? Well, yeah, it'll be down to Alex's personal timeline, and it'll Mm -hmm. be down to whether Lewis actually does, at the end of 25, either retire or move on. Mm -hmm. Um, Who knows what's going to happen, but that's what hot takes are for. I thought this was a really good one because I never thought about – We always, we always think Alex within Red Bull for some reason. Like, I think we need to kind of get out of that, that mentality that like Alex is going to go Red Bull. I think Alex to Mercedes would be amazing. And how big of a middle finger would that be to Red Bull? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm part of that group of people that sees Mick to Williams and then eventually Mick to Mercedes Mm. that I haven't even thought about Alex to Mercedes. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, I've put the bug in. Well, actually, Uh. not me. Our listener has now put the bug in your ear. So something to consider. Guys, Mm -hmm. let us know. Alex to Mercedes? Wow. I'm so down. Interesting. Interesting take. Also, sorry, the WEG duo of Carmen and Lily. Yeah. That would be iconic. Both of them. Like, everything. I'm out. Everything. (laughs) Okay, um, what's yours? Um, Okay. This furious hot take was sent in by a listener. Given the overwhelming number of qualified drivers in feeder series and the extremely limited amount of seats in F1, F1 should either have a duration cap for how long you can have a seat or an age cap for when a driver has to retire. What's the point of winning F2 if you're never going to come near an F1 seat? Alonzo, sh- this is what it says, Alonzo should retire. And I say this as someone older than Alonzo and it has nothing to do with skill, but it's time to let younger people have an opportunity. I like the perspective of, of it being sent in from an older listener mm-hmm. because there's that aspect of just like yes. fairness and yeah. not ageism involved in it. Yeah. I'm not against it personally. Well, I wouldn't. A lot it. of times drivers from F3, F2, they don't get a chance to race mm-hmm. in F1. And we've seen them make the jump to Indy. Indy, yeah. Uh, Felipe uh, Drogovic. Yeah. He won F2. Mm -hmm. He's a reserve driver still. He's not even racing in F2 Well, and that's the thing with reserve drivers. You don't race. You don't race. You, you. You're just there. You're there. You wait. Yeah. That's the job. You're the understudy. And essentially, you're kind of losing years of experience Mm -hmm. by being a reserve driver. Yeah, you're in the sim and stuff. And you do practice sessions. But, I mean, Felipe, he's not going to go back to F2. Well, and, and we saw that, too, with with what Red Bull and uh, Helmut Marko has done with Super Formula. He's said, okay, look at Liam Lawson and look at Pierre Gasly. He did it with both of them. Mm-hmm. And they've succeeded well in F3. They've succeeded well in F2. Well, where do we go now? Mm-hmm. Let's go to Super Formula and see if we can do well there. Yeah. Like, it's just more like, experience and a different racing series. But are they ever going to get a spot in F1? Well, no, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm like kind of echoing your point here. It's insane that Liam had to wait until a driver was injured to get a spot. Same yeah. with Nick, had to yeah. wait until a driver couldn't race to get that spot, mm-hmm. to get a chance. And only then was he able to show what he could do, and then the teams looked at him and was like, okay, we want him. Like, why aren't these teams looking at the feeder series beforehand and mm-hmm. saying, okay, we see what this driver is doing in F2, let's get him on our team mm-hmm. for whatever year. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know so much about, like, a. I <sighs> See, that's the thing, like, can you really put a cap on... How long these drivers should be allowed to race? I think that would be better than an age restriction because some drivers are actually older when they get into to mm-hmm. Formula One. Yeah, I don't think there should be an age cap, but I think that there should be, you know, you can only race a certain amount of seasons. Yeah, you know? I don't hate that idea. There is so but much then, talent okay, and but not then, enough seats. Like how around. long has Fernando been racing? 20 years? Something like that? You know, oh, and he's not... And there's Fernando. Before that, I mean, those drivers retired and then came back from retirement. So, like, why? How come they were allowed to do that? Right. Why? Because of their name? Because they've won before? Yeah. You're not winning now. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's my... That's, a hot take. I don't fully disagree with it. I think there would have to be... I don't necessarily think that it would be an age limit. I think it would be more of, like, a, a season's race or a number mm-hmm. of races restriction. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. That was... Furious Hot Takes, thank you again so much, Furious Motorsport, for sponsoring this segment. Definitely check out the link in our bio for $5 off your next order. And, oh my goodness, get a hold of one of those Suzuka jerseys. I'm obsessed. And also thank you to all of our listeners who sent in hot takes. We're still looking at them every week. We didn't talk about Max's radio comment. That was naughty. Oh. (laughs) What did he even do? I don't remember. Max's radio... Yeah, Max's radio comment at some time. Carlos. It was towards Carlos. Yeah. He said that was naughty. But you could hear him laughing in his radio message. I think Max had a great race. He I because Max also respects when someone does stick an elbow out in a corner. Yeah. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh, I have competition now. Yeah. So we love we loved that. Um, before we wrap up, we just want to say happy birthday to Carlos Sainz. He turned 29 this weekend. Great birthday weekend for him. Great birthday weekend for him. Another reason why he deserved that podium. Yeah, happy birthday. Um. We touched on it during Furious hot takes, but Lewis Hamilton and George confirmed till the end of twenty twenty five. Big news! Mm-hmm. We were waiting for that contract to come out. Especially we all knew, this, we but knew, like, but you haven't heard Ferrari movie. I actually didn't know till Zoe posted about there was it. There's a Ferrari movie coming out, Adam Ferrari. Driver. Adam Driver is playing Enzo Ferrari. I'm pretty sure. Now this could go one of two ways because people hated him in House of Gucci, and I actually quite liked House of Gucci as an House Italian. Gucci. Um, so this could go really good or really bad. But I am an Adam Driver fan. And Have you seen um, Logan Lucky? Logan, oh my, th- like a long time ago. Logan Lucky is probably one of my all-time favorite Adam Driver movies. So it takes place around a NASCAR weekend. Yeah. So it's, it's motorsports related. Yeah, yeah. It is the funniest movie in the entire world, I think, in my opinion. Um, If anyone has seen Gran Turismo yet, please let oh us know God. how it is. We need to see it. Emma wants to see it. I'm not really interested, but I will go with her. Thank you so much. <laughs> For her. Um so if you thought it was really good, let us know. And then quickly, I'm going to do a quick US Open update. It'll take 30 seconds. Okay. A lot of my favorites are still in. Stefanos Tsitsipas actually got eliminated in the the first round. He's a friend of Charles's. That's why it's relevant to F1. Tommy Paul is still involved. Um Francis Tiafo is still involved. On the women's side, we still have Iga. She's still in it. Jessica Pagula is still in it. Coco Gauff is just like absolutely taking off this weekend i think i, I know her i, I know, know. I, emma knows coco now my our friend who is actually part of furious motorsport she had sent me a clip about coco goth and what happened with tennis mm-hmm. and she said that she got into tennis because of hannah and so she sent me this video about i don't even know this drama and i love drama yeah like yeah. i think that's why i got into dts it drama was between it was, coco goth and laura sigmund emma's in for the drama i'm in for the drama it right, does it make you more interested if i tell you that there is like multiple couples between HEP and WTA. Really? Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it. I think I would like it if I got into it. I just you haven't totally went to it. totally Anyways, um, my, f- one of my faves, Yannick Sinner is still in and, uh, Yeah, so we're getting into week two, starting tomorrow of the U.S. Open. And if y'all are watching along with us, please let me know. Us. If you're watching along with Hannah. If you're watching along with me, let me know. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Stay tuned for our indie episode. Excited for it. Excited to go watch indie in an hour. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.